0: All right, let's go. Let's go. Real sports talk for real sports
1: fans. Oh man, I love it. I love it. Huge
0: bus. Back to Miller and Condon on 1700 KBGG.
2: All right, welcome back. It's the one o'clock hour, seventeen hundred K B G G. Trent Connor, myself, up until two o'clock here today. We're here every Monday through Friday from noon until two, talking sports with you and localizing as best we can. And then for your drive home, Jimmy B and TC uh, from four until six. You know, I forgot to ask, What's the Iowa State Texas
3: number? Seven and a half is where I've seen it. That's seven, a lot of seven and a half. It opens six, six and a half. So. Maybe some movement there. We'll have to ask Jason about that. But uh, that'll be in about fifteen minutes or so. Maybe seems sooner. A little, than that. He- little hefty, right?
2: I think so. Yeah. I think so too. Anxious to see this game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went to overtime when they.
3: Was it college? Was it the national? Yeah, it was. It yeah. was that Monday. Yeah,
2: I don't remember it being on that night.
3: Almost positive.
2: No, you like can. January? I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm yeah. not saying you're wrong, uh, Trent. I want to spend. Uh, this is somewhat of a short segment because I want to save, his, for the most part, a half an hour to talk to Rick Brown. So much to get to with uh, with Rick Brown. Look forward to doing that about one semifinals
3: 30. January first. Okay, that's what it was. I didn't
2: think it would have been on yeah. a Monday. Yeah, semifinal. Gotcha. Yes. Um, you know, we all assume right that the Vikings were this close that uh, they're going to be back. Mm-hmm. Jacksonville was this close; they're going to be back. I don't have Jacksonville's schedule in front of me for next year, and the schedule's not out, but the opponent are right. You know who you play. You know who you play, and you know whether you play them at home or on the road. Mm-hmm. So I started to look at this, and I thought, "Oh, that's interesting." The Vikings get New Orleans at home again. It's good. Good. Oh, how about this? The Vikings get the Eagles on the road okay. next year. <laughs> right? It's kind of ironic, yeah, right? Yeah, kind of right. interesting. We get the rematches. You going. get back. You get rematches. But I took a look at the Vikings' road schedule. Well, we, we know three of them, right? They're going to play yeah. the Bears, the Lions, and the Packers. The NFC North crossover is AFC East and NFC West. Okay. The Minnesota Vikings on the road, out of their division, will go to the Los Angeles Rams. Young, up-and-coming teams. 111 games. Playoff okay. team. They will go to the Seattle Seahawks. Russell Wilson may be on the downward right. slide of TAD But going to Seattle, never an easy choice. As loud a stadium as you're going to mm-hmm. play in. And Russell Wilson's still there. Yes. Did I say yeah. that already? <laughs> right, right. They will go to the New England Patriots. This just in. They're pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. They go to the Jets. Now, that's their maybe one breather right. outside a conference but on the road. Still...
3: Bowles got a lot more wins out of that team than we thought. He was supposed to be
2: fired, Trent, and he survived. Their final road tilt Mm -hmm. is where they just lost yesterday. They go to Philly. So they're on the road against the Super Bowl participants, Mm -hmm. against the up-and-coming Los Angeles Rams, Seattle Seahawks, and New York Jets.
3: Along with your division.
2: Along with the division.
3: Lions, pretty solid. Mm -hmm. Packers are the Packers. Aaron Rodgers will be back, more than likely.
2: And your Bears are probably another year away. So there's your layup. Home games out of division. Arizona
3: need uh, a quarterback.
2: Uh, the Niners unbeaten since Garoppolo took over. Right. They have their quarterback. Buffalo Bills playoff, playoff team.
3: For sad we've been able to say Miami, that. We'll see yeah, that really.
2: Teams. Miami Dolphins. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and the New Orleans Saints as we talked about. But that road schedule—that's yeah. not fair. That is not fair. Wow. I mean, find me a more difficult schedule on the road for anybody next right. year.
3: Probably not going to find so, it.
2: So Viking fans who put their pillow on and it, 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 it hurts. I mean, I look, at it, it it hurts to have mm-hmm. your team lose the way that they did. Um, I will get them next year. Okay.
3: What's I, worse? I, to be a Jaguars fan today, I know there's not many, though I did see one at church yesterday. No. That guy wearing a Maurice Jones jersey. Got really? A, yeah, yep. Yeah. But uh, what, what's worse today? a d Waking up as a Jaguars fan, being that close, or a Vikings fan losing in that fashion. Honestly,
2: Trent, it's in my opinion, and I and I got some recent history on this one. Super Bowl forty-eight, when uh, Seattle versus Denver, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it was never a game. Right. It was never a game. Two nothing. Yeah, two nothing. <laughs> right. I think it's easier to get blown out as opposed to having Blair Walsh miss a kick. Yeah, I really do. I think. Because every, I mean, if you're a Vikings fan, you knew for the most part you were holding out. As I was in the in the Super Bowl against um, against Seattle, and they returned to their opening kickoff the second half. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're still you go to halftime, and if this 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 go their way, then maybe they got a chance. It was it was over early. Last night, Eagles were going to win that football game. Green, momentum was wearing green since Barnett came off the edge and and uh, and the, caused the strip sack. I think it's easier to get blown out. I really do.
3: I do too, because in the spot of a, a Jaguar fan, you have that. Put moment. yourself in the fa- spot of a Saints fan last yeah. week. All right, we're going to a Super Bowl. What are we? Are we going to go? You, you have all these things. Now, I probably couldn't, but you know what? I got that credit card, and it's got a $10,000 <laughs> limit. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you have all these thoughts, and as a fan, you have those thoughts. Vikings fan it's and, and you almost you're going through all the grief you know stages mm-hmm. during, as the game is continuing to evolve. Jaguar fans, that didn't happen until I'm late less than two minutes left. Yeah. And then... Your quarterback's got the ball. I
2: know your quarterback's not the guy, maybe the the quarterback you want to have the ball mm-hmm. when you need to make a play. He wasn't bad. I mean, Bortles no. threw that ball. Um, Gilmore made an unbelievable play. He did. He hangs in the air forever, knocks the ball away. Bortles put the ball where it needed to be. Yep. I didn't like some of the play calling. and so I think yeah. as much as anything got a beat. Quit handing off the ball to Leonard Fournette, who's a really nice player on first down because everybody in the in the building knows it's coming. Is Doug Morona
3: a top Half top sixteen coach. Oh
2: boy, I don't know. Do you think? I see. I don't know.
3: I don't either. I I gotta that, see that, one that was more one year of this. In my notes today, uh, yesterday, that was one of the things that because he never was kind of, until this year. Oh no, no, no. So it was one He's year. kind of enough laughing. Guy. So you, you yeah. leave an NFL job and right. you go to do it in Buffalo. Right. From He's... Buffalo to Jacksonville. What, what's this guy doing? Who does Doug Marone think he is? Right. Wasn't he
2: at Syracuse?
3: Yeah. What yeah. years was Did he play Iowa? No, no. He was after. Was he, he was after, after that? that. He, I think he was the coach of Nazid. Oh, yeah, yeah, remember, yeah, yeah. Remember yeah, when he was the flavor of the yeah. day for a week or two going he's up to the draft? still in the league somewhere. Yeah, hangar, he was Jets Giants. or Giants? Giants. Yeah. At least for a while. I think he, he was with the somewhere. Giants. I yeah. think you're right. I think yeah. he was with the Giants. Oh, boy. Oh, well, we, get, we get a couple months of that, too. Are you ready for those all of a sudden a week? Well, maybe you don't know this name, but and then Kuiper
2: comes out. I love the draft, trend. I love it, love it, love it. And here's the thing if you're going to talk about the draft on the radio or you have to be prepared, mm-hmm. I was always prepared but didn't have a co host that was prepared. Therefore, you could never what? talk about the draft. What? Um, you and I can spend some time talking about the draft because you get it. You do have to prepare for this mm-hmm. game. Uh, we'll prepare to talk to Jason Sible. And when we come back, it's the Ken Miller Show, 1700 KBGG.
0: Hey, it's Bill Ryder. nice to be talking to the home crowd again in central Iowa, where I was raised, where I got married. The show is right on you, 5 to 9 p.m. weekdays on Des Moines' Big Talker 1700 KBGG.
1: This is a test of the emergency alert system. This is only a test.
3: Or online washersystems.com.
4: Showplace Kitchens is now Showplace Cabinetry Design Center. We're changing our name to better represent what we do. What is it you ask? At Showplace Cabinetry Design Center, we create beautiful functional environments with cabinetry. Whether it's a remodel, addition, new construction, or even refacing, the designers at Showplace Cabinetry Design Center are eager to help you create a showplace of your very own. Come see us at 3200. One Hundred Street, Urbendale. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, inventor of My Pillow. My employees and I would like to thank you for making My Pillow possible. Years ago, when I invented My Pillow, I thought I was the only one out there with problems sleeping. Pillows would go flat. I'd flip flop all night or wake up with a sore neck or headache. So that's why I invented My Pillow. You can adjust My Pillow's patented fill to your exact individual needs. To help you get to sleep faster and stay there longer. To get the quality sleep you need. I back it with my 10-year warranty and my 60-day money-back guarantee. And now to thank you, I'm bringing back my best offer ever. Buy one of my pillows and get another one absolutely free.
5: Go to MyPillow.com or call 800-951-4694 and use promo code Des Moines to buy a MyPillow and get another absolutely free. That's MyPillow.com or call 800-951-4694 and use promo code Des Moines.
3: On behalf of the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention Iowa chapter, thank you for your support in 2017. The Central Iowa Out of Darkness Walk at Ankeny's DMAC campus raised over $75,000. These funds allow our local volunteers to create and maintain support groups for those who have lost someone to suicide, implement education programs in colleges and high schools to prevent suicide, and advocate for new legislation to strengthen mental health care in Iowa. Please check AFSP.org slash Iowa for more information on our 2018 fundraising events, including campus walks and out of darkness walks across Iowa, the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention Iowa chapter, online afsp.org/iowa. Hey guys, Trent Condon here again from 1700 KBGG. We made it, a new year upon us, a happy 2018. No know a lot of people have New Year's resolutions, things you want to improve upon, but a lot of times you need help. If better health is one of your goals in 2018, I have a place for you that has helped me. It's New Leaf Wellness. New Leaf Wellness has built a strong history helping one patient at a time. They'll make a program specifically designed for you from weight loss, hormonal treatment, maybe it's migraines, so many things that New Leaf Wellness can help you with in 2018. What I want you to do, give them a call today, 515-650-1358. That's 650-1358. Give them a call. Let's feel better together. New Leaf Wellness, 650-1358.
5: All
2: right, watch. Welcome back uh, it's the Ken Miller Show 1700 KbGG still to come uh, Rick Brown wrote that uh, terrific piece a most and most not piece book uh, on the uh, life of Chris Street Rick Brown will get into you know how you sit down and actually write a book I uh, look forward to doing that with Rick we'll recap the weekend uh, as well let's head to the desert shall we? It's Jason Sybil CG technology as we uh, recap yesterday and how did the betters do did the books win did the betters win we know how it normally goes we'll see if this weekend was any Different. Jason, Trenton, Ken. Thanks for coming on. How are you?
5: I'm good, guys. Just getting over the uh, the full day of games yesterday. How
2: busy was it in Vegas for Championship Weekend?
5: Yeah, it's really busy. I mean, we did a hell uh, a heck of a lot of handle on both these games yesterday. Um, you know, when I when I got to the book and it was relatively earlier on in the day, a couple hours before the first game started, there was already a line. You know, stretching down. You know, down past the deli, which is about I don't wow. know. 20 feet, 30 feet, um, you know, 30 feet long line already at that time. So certainly was a busy day. Um, you know, makes, makes your life easier if you had an account, but that's a different story.
2: Yeah, and i got to think, too, that you guys are pretty pleased that the NFL has backed up these championship games, right? Instead of, you know, a 10 o'clock Pacific kick, it's actually, what, 1240 uh, is the kick for the first one. That's got to help business.
5: Yeah, that really helps. And out here it's great because the second game ends, and, you know, you're still home by 7 o'clock because, you know, we're not dealing with, you know, these late, late games that a lot of the East Coasters are. So it's really good for us. The later these games get pushed back, the better the handle in general because it gives people more time to wake up and bet these games.
2: Uh, let's start with the AFC game yesterday. I saw a tweet David Pertham at one point tweeted out. Uh, he quoted you that CG is rooting for the New England Patriots, who didn't cover. Uh, so this is, uh, am I to assume that uh, that at least the early game didn't go your way?
5: Well, the game didn't go our way, and the only reason we needed the Patriots is because we took a very, very big bet on the Jaguars, a uh, customer bet six figures on the Jaguars plus seven and a half, and he bet uh, you know another bet not quite as big on the Jaguars' money line. So we needed the Patriots to win the game and cover, um, and, and if nothing else, win outright. So the fact that the Patriots won but didn't cover actually cost us a little bit in the game, but we did beat that money line, and it killed a lot of parlays. A lot of people had New England minus seven and a half in their parlays mm-hmm. carrying over to the next game, so it wasn't the end of the world for us.
3: Teaser wise, uh Jason, you gotta figure a lot of people brought that down with New England. That had to hurt. Uh you'd have to figure on that side of it. But did the late action kinda change that up with the blowout for the Eagles?
5: Well, the thing is the teaser that everybody played actually was the pass from seven and a half down to, you know, one. Because they're teasing it through seven through three, mm-hmm. and then the Eagles from plus three up to plus nine, oh, wow. because again they're teasing it through seven. Yeah. So that actually wasn't great for us. Um, the teasers did hurt us yesterday. A lot of people teased uh, a lot of people teased the Eagles Vikings total under 46 and that game was sitting on 45 for an eternity we needed a point there to get it to to beat all those under 46 teasers and unfortunately we didn't get it
2: mm. uh the game itself did you see uh, what was the action like did you um, i mean obviously you needed one side who did you need in the nfc uh, championship game
5: we actually had pretty even action we ended up believe it or not needing the vikings uh there were the, the public was all over the vikings um, the Vikings were the, the hot public team. We had about two-and-a-half times more tickets bet on Minnesota. However, one of our high rollers bet the Eagles for a, a nice six-figure bet. Different person from the Jaguar bet. Uh, a nice six-figure bet on the Eagles, which balanced us out. So that bet kind of outweighed. It was such a big bet that it outweighed all of the Viking stuff. So we ended up needing the Eagles. Um, but, like I said before, we had a very good day in parlays because – a lot of people just parlayed the favorites together, and neither of them caught there.
2: Which, uh, which of the two games did the
5: most handle? Uh, Vikings-Eagles actually did the most handle, helped out by that big bet that I was
3: talking about. So when you're talking about that point spread for the Vikings-Eagles game, did you guys stay at three? Did you play with the juice at all, or were you pretty maintained throughout there at that field goal number?
5: We stayed at three, and then you just move around the juice like you said. So at one point we had the Eagles plus three, minus 120, uh, so make people pay a premium on the Eagles because we were getting some action on them. So we were just moving around with that, but you know that late in the game, you got to stick with the three.
2: Uh, time to uh, switch gears to the Super Bowl, Jason. Um, when I'm assuming you're still at the book, when the number goes up, um, kind of take us what happens at that time when it first gets posted. Do you see a, a rush of professionals uh, waiting for the number to be posted to attack one side, and if so, what side did they attack as soon as it was posted?
5: Well, to go back in time, we actually had posted the, all of the potential Super Bowl matchups about a week ago, and we had the Pats minus seven over the Eagles. And as we saw the Pats struggle and pull out the win at the end, and we saw the Eagles really dominate, um, and their defense was dominant, just absolutely dominant two weeks in a row, um, You know, albeit at home, but against two teams that were favored against them, you figured, okay, maybe this number should be six. Um, and we posted it at six, and, and we saw some other books actually went with five and a half. You have the Gronk question as well, so mm-hmm. that might change things a little bit. But at six, we figured a lot of people would, uh, you know, would bet the Eagles, and uh, actually that didn't happen. We actually took a few Patriots bets at minus six, uh, including one for twenty five thousand, which is a nice size bet, you know, two weeks in advance like this. So certainly, uh, Patriots seem to be getting the early action at our place.
3: All right, the uh, every you got to bet on the Super Bowl if you're a degenerate like myself. It's the last football game of the season. But the props, the fun props that are out there, when are we going to see those posted over at CG technology?
5: So we already have up a couple props, and these are the ones that don't really have anything to do with who's playing. So it's like you know will the first game of the will will the first what will be the first point of the game? Will the game finish with an odd or even total? You know things that the math is the math, no matter who's playing. The actual stuff that has to do with the team, so player props, um, you know all the props that have you know the meat and potatoes, really of the props. They usually go up Thursday night or Friday morning. We try our best to go up Thursday night, but it's a lot of work. So they certainly go up before the weekend, though, because we want this weekend, when there's really not a ton going on, to give all those folks in town a chance to bet them.
2: Mm, CG Technology at the Venetian, the Palazzo, the Cosmopolitan, Palms, Tropicana, Silverton, the Hard Rock, and headquartered at the M. Well, Jason, I can remember there was a time that uh, the magic number, will uh, will the Super Bowl handle surpass $100 million in Nevada? Well, two years ago it flew by at one hundred and thirty-two. Last year, it uh, increased again to 138. Eagles-Patriots, two weeks out, does it seem like uh, that the 138 million that was bet last year is in jeopardy?
5: I think so. I think it's going to keep creeping up. And if it does less, it won't be a a very material number less, you know, 135 range. But I think every year is... Sports betting gains popularity, and, you know, people make Vegas a destination for the Super Bowl. You know, there's a lot of folks who'd rather come here than go to the game. Um, so when that happens, I think we're going to keep seeing the, the continued growth of the Super Bowl handle.
3: Tonight, big Monday, some hoops out there, including one in our state, uh, Iowa State, on the road at Texas. These teams saw each other a couple weeks back. Longhorns, about a seven-and-a-half point favorite. You got, uh, got any action tilting one side or the other?
5: Not really. We're actually at seven in the game uh, right now, and I think that the, the early action so far has been on Texas, but very small. Like we will, these games, generally these college hoops games, don't really do a bunch of action until, you know, as we get closer to, to tip-off. So, you know, I, think, I do think we might see some Iowa State action um, coming off that big win against uh, Texas Tech. Pro Bowl this weekend? <laughs> 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 I'm
2: guessing uh, that won't, draw the, uh, won't pack the books, but you guys will put up a number, right?
5: Yeah, we'll put up a number. We usually won't put it up until about Thursday. It doesn't really generate that much action, but obviously, like I said before, really not a lot going on this weekend except some regular season of you know college and pro basketball and hockey. So people definitely want to bet. So we give them a chance to bet the Pro Bowl.
2: Good stuff. Thank you, Jason. Thanks, guys. Good to talk to you, Jason Symbol. CG technology as we go inside the numbers. At first blush, it's six. I mean, we got two weeks. We're going to spend yes. significant time, I would think, talking about the game. Mm-hmm. If you had to, if you were leaving and getting on a plane today, and this was the only way that you have to bet on sports strength, which, yes. you know, in your case, is not true. Uh-huh. Um, you
3: like to dabble legally, crook. <laughs> it's the nicest thing anybody's ever said to me. What, uh, what, what side would you be on at this point? i am lay the points. I'm going on the public side. I'll jump with New England and mm-hmm. Bill Belichick, two weeks to prepare for Nick Foles. Yeah, I'll take that bet.
2: All right. How I'll about Nick Foles bet. having two weeks to prepare for Matt Patricia? Not so much. Yeah, no. <laughs> No, no, no. Boy, he played great yesterday. He did. He played his, you know what, off yesterday. All right. We got to take a time out because we want to spend as much time as we possibly can uh, with a real good guy, real pro in the business, Rick Brown, formerly of the Des Moines Register. Um, he wrote the book on Chris Street that just came out uh, recently within the last week, Emotion Emotion. Rick will be here to talk about that when Trent and I continue. It's The Ken Miller Show on 1700 KBGG.
0: Afternoons, we talk sports on 1700 with Jimmy B and TC, Des Moines' Savviest Sports
3: Duo on The Big Talker 1700 KVGG. The rookie is Central Iowa's leader in sports cards, collectibles, supplies, and memorabilia. The rookie has a large selection of vintage and modern-day sports cards for brands such as Topps, Upper Deck, and Panini. Whether you're starting a new collection or building your own, the rookie has all your needs from football, basketball, baseball, hockey, UFC and more. It's time to collect. Stop by the Rookie 9992 Swanson Boulevard, right across from the Willis Auto Campus, and online at therookiecards.com. As a sleepy face emoji, I know we all
5: get tired sometimes. But if you start to nod off behind the wheel, then wake the up stay
6: alert and make zero fatalities your goal in iowa as a small business owner you're always on the go so how can you make sure you never miss a customer's call grasshopper that's right with grasshopper you get all of the features of a business phone system that's affordable and incredibly easy to use directly on your cell phone you get a toll-free or vanity phone number that's memorable and professional customers are forwarded to your phone and connected to your team and you can work from anywhere using wi-fi calling or our desktop app and with our mobile app your outgoing calls and texts show up as your professional phone number voicemails are transcribed and sent to your email so you can determine their importance at a glance so whether you're on the go or working from home and need to keep business calls separate or you simply want a professional tone grasshopper makes it happen set up your account in just minutes there are no long-term contracts and support is 24 7 get your calls stay connected thrive now get 20 dollars off your first month when you visit grasshopper.com radio grasshopper.com radio
4: The thought of winter coming can be chilling. Knee-deep snow, face-numbing winds, frozen fingers, temperatures below zero. And yet, without a Duralast car battery, it could be even worse. That's why Duralast batteries are tested to perform in harsh conditions. So, even if it's 40 below
1: zero, your car can start up like it's 72 and sunny. Duralast. Proven tough and only at AutoZone. America's number one battery destination. Get
2: in the zone.
4: AutoZone. When it's time to install the cabinets and countertops, pros don't have time to wait around for the cabinets and countertops. So the Home Depot ships on-trend Hampton Bay cabinets and countertops with select finishes in as little as 48 hours. And during our winter kitchen and bath event, pros get 10% off bulk orders of 10 or more. Save time, save money. There's no better time. The winter kitchen and bath event for pros. Going on now at the Home Depot. More saving, more doing. Valid
6: through March 7th.
0: 1700 KBGG is the big talker in Des Moines with Dave Ramsey talking about your money and your life. You can do this. You know, that really is a message. Whether you've got $270,000 in student loan debt or $27,000, whether you've got a $50,000 income or a $500,000 income. Dave Ramsey, weekdays 9 till noon, sponsored by Mediacom Careers. Count it down. 3, 2, 1. Ready!
4: You don't need more sports, but you want more sports. Rockstar Satellite can fix that with free next-day installation on DirecTV. Call Rockstar Satellite, 515-262-STAR. Call today for next-day installation, 515-262-STAR.
1: You ever wonder what you look like with a full, natural head of hair? Well, find out. Mr. Executive lets you try before you buy. Get real hair again and a lease with options. Mr. Executive offers a 90-day lease for just $200.
4: Restaurant.
2: It's the uh, Ken Miller Show, Trent Connor, and myself with you until 2 o'clock. As we've said all show long, we are going to spend a significant amount of the, uh, well, most of the final uh, segment here talking uh, to Rick Brown, the author of Emotion in Motion. Of course, Rick, formerly the Des Moines Register, uh, has covered uh, Hawkeye basketball literally for decades. The book is out. The weekend uh, has come and gone. And Rick joins us to recap the weekend, to talk about what goes into sitting down and uh, and, uh, writing a book, quite frankly. Uh as uh, we continue on here. Rick, Trent Conning, Ken Miller, thanks for coming on. Rick Brown, how are you?
7: I'm doing good, uh, Good to talk to you guys.
2: Uh great to talk to you, Rick. You know, I want to um I'm going to save the the actual event uh Saturday uh for the end of our piece here because I want to get into, you know, how the book came about. Let's start there. What year um take us back, Rick. When did you start on this? When did you first uh you will start thinking that this might be a pretty good book. Uh, take us back to the beginning.
7: Well, I actually have two lives. Kenny. The, the first one, my Paddy Street approached me uh, in 2013, around the, right before the 20th anniversary of their son's passing, and asked if I'd be interested in writing a book. Well, I always had a special affinity for Chris Street. Uh, loved the kid, the way he played, and and they had talked to some other people, and I and I was honored that they asked me to do it, and i said yeah i'd love to i was still working at, at the register at the time i said i just i'm worried about the time element because uh in the newspaper business uh people are asked to do more and more in these days mm-hmm. and it's just hard to, hard to get uh any any time to do something and and when you're working full time diving into another project on a on a day off sometimes is challenging but uh So we kind of sat there, and the 20th anniversary came and went, and uh, in December of 15, I took a buyout. I talked briefly to the streets, but I had another book project I'd committed to, and that took most, a good chunk of 2016, so Calendar turned to 2017, realizing it was the 25th anniversary. Mm-hmm. I got in touch with the streets, and I said, "Let's let's do this." So that's that's the long answer to a short question. So
2: so help me out, Rick. Um, do you, in the back of your mind, kind of start working on? you know, segments, which would become chapters. I, I'm curious to know this. I mean, you don't sit down, I guess, get up in the morning, have a cup of coffee, go down to your office, and write for eight hours Monday through Friday and ta- then take the weekend off. I mean, I, I, how creative do you have to be, and do you start putting down, like, uh, little milestones, perhaps, to turn into chapters? Take us behind that.
7: Yeah, I uh, uh, and, and to go back a little bit, I, when I talked to people, I did a series of stories in the register during the, on the 20th anniversary. And when I talked to people, I said, now, I'm also just letting you know, I'm also going to work been working on a book on Chris. So some of what we discuss, if it's not on the paper, it may be in the book. So I, I got a bit of a head start there. Mm-hmm. But one thing Mike Street, Chris's dad, told me, just he, went out, he talked about how his son was born to be a Hawkeye. That was kind of his catchphrase. So that, in my mind, was how I wanted to start it. How... How did this kid become a Hawkeye fan? And, uh, and I knew mean, that was a natural starting point. And I thought, you know, you go through his career, but then you have the accident, and then what do you do? Well, I I gave this a lot of thought, and it dawned on me, that he still impacts a lot of people. He's still talked about. He's still revered. Why not finish it with, why not call it his life and his legacy? Why not touch on his legacy, what he's, what he's created and why people still follow him. So that was the that said that would be my ending point, and then with his career and the accident in between. And that's kind of how I framed my mind, and, and that's why I, I started writing it from the start and, and went chronologically that way. So just
2: just re, I mean I mean some days got to be better, right? Some days your creative juices are flowing; you can sit down and go for hours. Other days, I mean, were there were there weeks that you just uh, God, you just. You
7: don't know where to go at this point. You know there were times, but I found it—I found it very refreshing to. If I sat down and it wasn't working, I had the freedom to walk away, to put the laptop down, to mm-hmm. you know, maybe let's see, let me try to get a hold of. Because as I was starting to write, I was still talking to more people. Uh, maybe let you know, me talk to a couple people, see if I can get a hold of someone, and, and take it that way. Or sometimes I just go outside work in the yard to get some pressure. <laughs>
2: right.
7: um, and, and then other days, uh, it could be on the weekend, could be any time, I sat down, I was just in the zone, and I would go and go and go.
1: Um,
7: th- those were fun days because you feel like you're telling a story and it's it's just flying off your fingertips. Those are the days you relish.
3: Rick, obviously you have a good relationship with the Street family, your years working with Dr. Tom, all the players from that era. Those were easy to get a hold of. But was there any people that were on your list that you never were able to get a hold of or get a contact to or somebody? Maybe that was a little bit more difficult that you were able to finally track down and you think really did help the book.
7: Yeah, my biggest disappointment, I guess, was not being able to touch base with James Winters. Uh, He was his teammate. He was Chris's roommate at Mm -hmm. the time of the accident. Mm -hmm. I I understand uh, James has uh, moved out of state, so uh, I just... I really thought it would have made a better book to have a chance to talk to him. But then I understand some people are comfortable talking about it or sharing their story. And, and I fully understand that. Um, conversely, uh, one of Chris's best friends at Iowa was, was John Hartley, Chuck's younger brother, one of three Hartleys to play football at Iowa. Uh, but it was a unique friendship because Chris and John were very close. They were, they motivated each other. They would, they would challenge each other. Is that all you got? You could do better than that. But the Street family did not know about this uh, friendship they're sent out with John Hartley, Hartley to the point that when there's a funeral and they were slept in pallbearers, he never came to mind. He he came to the funeral, sat in the crowd, and now they've, he's become great friends with the, with the Street. He was there last weekend, and uh, they had a great time. So so that to me, that part, talking to John Hartley and the stories he told, was very rewarding for me that he, he would open his heart to someone he'd never talked to before and share his stories. Mm. And, and,
2: Rick, I, I saw a piece from, um, I guess it was what I'm near I'm not positive on. It would have been somewhere around uh, 1990, U91, when, when he actually recruited, and you did the story for the register yeah. uh, annou- yeah. announcing Chris's
7: recruitment. Or right. commitment, that, rather. That, right. That was in August. Uh, he had just been to Iowa's camp. I was covering the Girls' State Softball Tournament in Fort Dodge, my hometown, about staying out at the uh, Starlight Hotel. Hmm. And my, the phone rang in my room and I answered it. And it was this guy named Mike Street. Well, I'd never talked to Mike Street before. He says, uh, Yeah, my son, uh, Chris. I go, Yeah, oh, well, yeah, Chris, okay. Well, he just quit Iowa. And uh, he'd like to talk to you. And so that's, that's the first time I talked to Chris. And I, I later said, Mike, how would you figure out where I was? How would you ever get the number of that hotel? He couldn't remember, but uh, <laughs> I'm still fascinated by that. But that was my first visit with Chris, and, you know, man, what a great kid, and I, I found him very closely from that point on. Well,
3: Rick, as we know, it's just not him as a basketball player, and he was a great player, fun to watch, energy, all those things. But it went a lot deeper. As you uncovered and talked to so many people, you know what were some of the things that jumped out to you him as a person, not as a basketball player, that you think back upon?
7: Well, one thing uh, I found very interesting was his faith. Uh, and he uh, recommitted himself to Christ, and uh, in fact, met through through uh, Paul Lusk, was kind of the his former teammate, now the head coach of Missouri State. Kind of uh, Paul would pray at night, and Chris would say. Hey, Lusk, are you done praying yet? Because he'd want to talk to him. And, but it opened the door to Chris to to that part of his life, and, and he became a, a very devoted uh, Christian. And uh, Jim Goodrich in Iowa City had the uh, Athletes in Action. In fact, they uh, they visited in the locker room the day of the a- hours before the accident, in fact. And, and Jim approached Chris about, hey, what do you think about having a team chapel tomorrow before the Northwestern game? Chris thought it was a great idea. So they were going to do it for the first time ever. And then uh, he takes him away a few hours later. which just Mm. crazy.
2: Uh, Rick Brown is our guest. We'll get to Saturday, the, the celebration uh, the, of year 25. The re, We'll recap that. Um, I want to go to his final game, the Duke game. John Feinstein is there. Um, you pointed that out. Uh, John Feinstein uh, released a piece for the Washington Post again this week. Uh, his remembrance of it, uh, the fact that he set the Iowa free throw record in that game, the back-and-forth between one of the best in the game at that time uh, in Bobby Hurley and Mike Krzyzewski, and Duke is rolling at this time. Um, you hate for anybody's last to be anything, but the, the fact that it was against the Duke Blue Devils in one of the shrines of college basketball, if you will, Rick, uh, that's not lost.
7: Yeah, it's interesting you say that, Ken, because that's, that's what Wade Lookingville, one of uh, Chris's teammates, said, uh, boy, w- what a way to go out on, the, on one of the biggest stages, one of college basketball's greatest stages, Cameron Indoor Stadium, and, and to play Duke, the team that it, Beaten Chris's Hawkeyes the previous two years in the NCAA tournament, and uh, yeah, of all of all the last games, and the, the most the most memorable thing maybe about that game was afterwards when Chris was the only player who would <laughs> go out and visit with the media after the game. But that's the way he was. He he was there win win lose or draw. He, he and he, he he told you what he felt. He didn't uh, he didn't hide anything. He didn't speak in cliches. That's why. That's why people like me love the guy because he's so honest and forthright.
2: And did you notice, Rick, after the media responsibilities, the fans that uh – Seemingly, and that's a story we heard a lot about last week as well, that, you know, that that he was late for some occasions or the bus couldn't leave until, you know, Chris Street had signed every autograph or or, or, uh, maybe just had a brief conversation with fans, with young kids, boys and girls, uh, that he wanted to make sure that they got their time with him. uh, And it caused a lot of uh, delays, I guess, because uh, until he was finished speaking with everybody or signing every autograph, he he wasn't going to leave.
7: That's right. Uh, a perfect, perfect uh, story uh, dealing with that. Bert Hanson, the coach of Indiana had been to forest city before that. And he'd asked Chris to go and, and it with him at the forest cities basketball camp one year. And Chris said, sure. I'd love to. Well, it turns out Chris is on the big 10 team that travels to Europe. They get back at midnight or the night before he's supposed to go to forest city. And coach Hansen said, you know, Hey, Chris, we'll do this later. Don't, you're just getting back. Goes, no, 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 no. I promise you, I'm going. We're going. He said, well, You know, I'm going to be picking you up at six in the morning. I'll be there. Pick me up. He says, Well, I guarantee you, we'll be on the road by four. So yeah. they get up there, do the camp. Four o'clock comes. All these kids are standing in line because they all want Chris to put them on the shoulder so wow. they can dunk, dunk the basketball. And then he starts playing a pickup game with them. They left at 10 o'clock at night.
2: And that's something.
7: He, he, didn't want to leave any kid. Didn't want to give any kid a chance to mingle with him. And it wasn't an ego thing. He just loved. He loved kids. He loved being around. He loved. He loved giving back.
3: Rick Brown joining us. The new book is out right now. Emotion in Motion: The Life and Legacy of Chris Street. Rick uh, to Saturday, the twenty day after the twenty fifth anniversary of his passing. Uh, tribute at halftime. Very touching. Doctor Tom on hand. Uh, a number of guys on hand, former players that played with Chris, uh, just Iowa basketball in general, that were out there. Take us to Saturday that day, and certainly an emotional one for a lot of people involved.
7: It really was. To, to, to go back just real quickly, on, on Friday, uh, Coach McCaffrey invited all the returning guys in the street family to attend practice, so they were all there. And there were some festivities there, and there was a dinner that night, so... So they were they were there for a while, but but the game, you know, the halftime of the game was uh, it was just so moving. Uh, Chris Ruth, who does uh, video work, he's done Iowa football, and now he's uh, going to work for all sports uh, over at Iowa. He's he's a terrifically talented guy. He did a video on on Chris, and uh, and I think that touched a lot of people. And just having the players there, but but having Gary Close, who recruited Chris, was his mm-hmm. mentor and very close to him to have him come back and be there, but then to have Coach Davis, who, you know, he was he was kicked out the door. Yep. He wasn't asked back by Bob Bowlesby after that, his 13th year. And, you know, he, he, has, he isn't back there a lot. Um, but to have him there, he got very emotional, one, because of Chris Street, but also the fans embraced him and got to cheer him give him a standing ovation one more time, mm-hmm. which he was very touched by that. Made the weekend so, so neat.
2: You know what else did Rick, too, and it was captured by, uh, in photographic form. Uh, the picture of uh, Gary Close and to his left was Tom Davis and then there was an empty seat and then Chris Street's parents uh, and, and Patty, uh, Chris's mom, reaching over with her right hand and putting it on Dr. Tom's left shoulder uh, as he kind of got emotional there. What a brilliant, brilliant photo.
7: Yeah, Brian Holgrave uh, is the photographer. He is extremely talented, and uh, I sent him a text. I think I said, "Man, you captured the moment right there with one click of the camera." He nailed it. That was that was halftime in a nutshell. He, he, it was just a great, great. Photo, and a tribute to a lot of people in that one photo.
2: You uh, also wrote the 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 tribute that was played uh, on the video, and it's uh, you know available everywhere now. Uh, and narrated uh, the the halftime uh, the halftime piece. Um, how difficult was that?
7: Well, I st- I I kept putting off writing it to be honest with you. Did you? <laughs> I, just, I? I just I, I wanted to do it right, and I was kind of nervous about it. But I sat down finally on like Thursday night and. The words just. that yeah, was before. It was a week before Thursday, and uh, the words just kind of came out, and I sent them to Chris Ruth, who I mentioned earlier, and mm-hmm. he liked it, so we went with it. Uh, went over there a, a day uh, last week and narrated the thing, and I just, I don't know. After writing a book, I guess you you're more comfortable being concise in your thoughts, and what it's kind of a reflection on what I just spent. Mm-hmm. Ten months writing, I guess, is the best way to put
2: it. Mm. Rick Brown is our guest. You can follow him on Twitter at @rickbrown. Rick, Brown. Rick uh, that was the 25th anniversary. Um, Off air, we you've mentioned the word closure. Uh, did did this past weekend feel like closure? 25 years later,
7: to some degree. No, no. It, you know, it will never be uh, closure for Mike and Patty Street, or sure. or their daughters and Chris's sisters. Um, you know, Sarah and Betsy. Uh, there will always be a void in their life without him. But you know, 25 years, and it was a grand goodbye. And you know, the university will probably not honor him again, and mm-hmm. which is understandable. 30 years, you know, he, they don't still honor Niall Kinnock, but he he will be remembered like Niall Kinnock, and uh, he will be, and people will remember that day. Saturday at Carver Hawkeye Arena. The ones who were there will remember it as much as they remember the Michigan game after he died or other games. So yeah, it was to me it's and and with the book being out too Mike Street has told me, you know, this is kinda this is kinda the end here now that we got the books out and and I said, Yeah, you're right. Uh, not that anyone's ever gonna forget it, because they won't.
2: Is the book doing pretty well, Rick?
7: Yeah, it is. Um we've just been kind of a soft release selling it online, and now it's in black and gold stores, and we're going to expand distribution. Here Here, uh, pretty soon we got lucky because uh, I was given an eight-week window from the printer, and they got it done in four weeks, so we were able to have it on sale the week leading up to the game, which was a great uh, great advantage for us, and I'm glad it worked out that way.
3: Rick, uh, in Carver, you've been there hundreds of times covering games I talked to some people that were at the game. It just felt like, and we know how the game went. It wasn't pretty, but that crowd—they wanted to get into it. They wanted to have that eruption. It just never happened. How good was Purdue?
7: Mm. Well, Purdue was good, but I mean, you you make twenty threes, yeah. but there, a lot of them weren't challenged. No, I was yeah. a step slow on defense. It was just early in the game. It was funny. It was uh, Purdue missed a couple shots early. It was six to six. Uh, I think uh, I think Isaiah Moss had a three to make it six to six, and the crowd just went crazy. You know, they were wanting to have a big moment. You know, pull this team through because I would beat Purdue last year, mm-hmm. came from nine down at halftime, and in McCaffrey's first year, Purdue was ranked sixth with Hummel and, and Johnson and and Moore, and I would beat beat them there in uh, the last regular season game of the year. So so I always had, and I I was one Purdue a couple times since then too, but it just didn't happen. It was just. It was not good.
2: Does that seem like the uh, best team in the Big Ten to you, Rick, or never count out Tom Izzo?
7: I'll tell you what. Don't count out Ohio State. Yeah, that's true. Great um, Stia, man. Isn't he something? He is. He is something else. You know, he was hurt and didn't play last year. And uh, he's just a terrific talent. Man, I'm not sure that Ohio State has the guards are good enough to win it all. But uh, Purdue's guards are good enough to win it all. I, to me, Purdue is the best team in the league, I think. I, I really do, because not only are they so impressive on offense with a lot of different weapons, my goodness, do they play defense. And they play great defense. Uh, uh, they're so well-connected, Every everyone, all five guys on the floor at the same
2: time. You know, that reminds me, I'm glad you uh, we talked about Purdue, because Matt Painter apparently sought out the streets after the game. Apparently Chris and Matt Painter at some point played on an all-star
7: team. Are you aware of that? Yeah, it was, the, it was the Big Ten All-Star team that I mentioned about that Chris got back from before. Okay, World's so third, that was... City. One, yep. And, and uh, yeah, they were two... Te- and, and uh, you know, Jim Cady loved the Purdue coach then. He yeah. loved Chris Street. In fact, when they voted for Big Ten freshman year, everyone voted for uh, Damon Bailey, but one guy. Jim hmm. Cady voted for Chris Street. <laughs> uh, and, and so they go on this tour, and, and uh, Matt Painter... Cady's talking to Matt Painter, and and then Painter tells Chris, hey, Coach Katie loves you. And then jokingly says, you ought to transfer to Purdue. You ought to be a, <laughs> a Boilermaker. And Chris takes him seriously, okay? Chris says, oh, no, no, no. I'm a Hawkeye. I'm not going anywhere. I love being a Hawkeye. I'm not going to Purdue. So that was kind of their fun uh, fun moment together. And I, I talked to Coach Painter after the game about that. And he kind of laughed and remembered Chris. So, yeah, there, there's a uh, there's, – uh, some, some uh, love there too for no, sure. no question
2: about it. last thing um away from away from Iowa basketball away from the away from your book uh what kind of in your mind what kind of offseason have the cubs had so far because it's'll be here
7: before we know it Rick Brown I know it I, I'm waiting to see that they're going to get one more starter yeah. you got, I want to get one more starter and uh is still out there uh Darvish is still out there or uh i'm I'm drawn complete blank one of the uh, p- Tampa Bay Cobb. Yeah, Cobb. Yeah, Yeah, Cobb. He one of those. I think Cobb's asking for too much money for what they think he's worth. So, you know, and Darvish, I see the Brewers are after him now. So who knows? They got to get one more starter. I like the the pieces. I like the way they've kind of put the bullpen back together. Mm -hmm. Still don't have that closer though, and losing Davis is going to hurt. So uh, we shall see. I like the kid from
2: Colorado, Chatwood. I like uh, Colorado pictures, pictures getting out of that mile high air. It gives them uh, a rebirth quite, uh, quite often. Rick, listen, thank you. Uh, great job on the book. Congratulations on it. It was a wonderful weekend. Um, and I uh, hope the book does very well. Look forward to talking to you down the road. Thank you, Rick Brown.
7: Okay, good, thank you. Good to talk year. to you.
2: Rick Brown, uh a long time Des Moines Register writer, Emotion in Motion uh is the book. Trent, um, real quick here in our final minute and a half or so. Iowa State's back on the floor tonight. What a yeah. win after they couldn't have looked any worse against TCU. Hats off to them uh for um you know sucking it up, quite frankly, and playing like they did and knocking off Texas Tech.
3: Cameron Lard early on in that game Wasn't he a beast blocking shots, but yeah. The biggest shot was that Pulled up from the free throw line, a little fading to the left jumper. Like, all right, well, okay, this is it, one of those games. It's Your day, yeah.
2: He's he, got to stop the technique. Tr- I get it. He's an emotional kid. I it it seems ticky tack at the time, but it look, was ticky tack. Sure, but that's the second straight night it's been a ticky tack foul go against them. I Can't do it. You I've got lost. the refs need to stop. Listen, they they're need- not going to. They want. To, they're trying to take control of the game. Ugh. I'm not saying it's right, but you got to get,
3: yeah. Keep I mean, your that, emotions in check. That's the right way to look at it. Mm-hmm. I don't like it, nor do you I. You don't like it, no. psycho fans certainly don't like no, it. No, absolutely not. But if they're going to call it, you have to rein
2: mm-hmm. it in. It's disappointing. Right. But if West Virginia's at Hilton and, and Carter does something like that and he gets teed up, it's the right call. Right, right. right? Yes. Uh, did you give him a chance tonight? Now, here's the thing about the Texas-West Virginia game this past week. West Virginia didn't play after the Kansas loss earlier in the week, the mm-hmm. big Monday, when they had him be. You knew they were going to come out and, and try and extract a pound of flesh. And it just so happened that it was Longhorns uh, that were sharing the court with them and um, look, I don't know what's going to happen tonight. Iowa State on the road away from Hilton. We'll see. I mean,
3: last time they were on the road, they in the state of Texas, they were embarrassed. You know, I do wonder if Texas is going to hit a wall here. They're a young team. Mm-hmm. You see that happen, but also... The Jones? Yes. Diagnosis? You wonder if that's going to happen. They, they had the emotional win against TCU. It was also Jalen Fisher missing a layup that mm-hmm. would have won that game. Mm-hmm. Had to win against Texas Tech last week. Not a pretty game, but this is a winnable game. We talked about this earlier. You're snagging points, are you, Trent? Oh yeah, oh, there's no doubt. Yeah, uh, they can get to seven, seven and eleven, and I know it's still a stretch. I know, but I'm, I'm just I'm holding out hope because the Big Twelve is so good, and you get seven wins in that mm-hmm. league, they'll go to Kansas City with a shot. Now it's probably seven. a win two. Seven and eleven with a win against Tennessee. That's probably all going to have to be a part of it. They can do that, though. Mm-hmm. We go to Kansas City with hope. Hope, Ken Miller. That's All we ask, Chad, I was thinking about this driving
2: in today. We're we're about to embark on bracketologist yes season yes. right on the radio. What are we? How are we going to localize it? Well, uh, Bracketologist, <laughs> There's an enemy. Nothing Brighton. in our state this year. No, no. Oh boy! Oh boy! Oh boy! Uh, we are out of here. What have you and Jimmy B got cooking today, from four until six? Uh, John
3: and going to stop by. He he wrote a great yes. piece, by the way. Yeah, looking forward to that. Also, like to uh, talk to John about his AP top twenty-five, as he's an AP voter. So he'll be stopping by. Ben Visser will preview the Iowa State Texas game with him from the Cedar Rapids Gazette, and it's a Monday. Ben Jacobson will be here. We'll talk with you and I, Coach. After as good as it was yeah. with the win against Drake. Paul's back down to earth with a loss yesterday to Southern, and uh, Wolfgang will also be here. So a busy show, 4 to 6 here on 1700.
2: We appreciate you listening. Trent and I are back tomorrow at noon. Uh, Zubin Mahente will be our first guest on the uh, show tomorrow. Look forward to talking to ESPN Zubin Mahente. We're out of time. Thank you very much for listening. Thanks to all of our guests. We're back tomorrow at noon as we are every day, noon to 2 on the Ken Miller Show 1700 KBGG.
0: 1700 KBGG brings you Westwood One coverage of the NFL all season long through the Super Bowl.
3: 14th
1: Street in Des Moines or online washersystems.com The results are in a survey of Inc. 5000 companies shows the top barriers to growth
0: It's taking finance too long to close the books So slow to launch new products We
3: need to hire good
5: people and keep them Too many disconnected systems I can't see what's happening in my business
1: Sounds like they've outgrown their business and financial management systems. QuickBooks and spreadsheets worked fine at the start, but now it takes twice the effort to get things done, and you can't get accurate answers. You should know the number one system for growing companies, NetSuite from Oracle. NetSuite is the one system that tracks and manages revenue, cash flow, HR, inventory, projects, even e-commerce for every industry. Now you can run your business from a dashboard on your phone. That's why thousands of companies use NetSuite. It's the only system you need to run your business. Go to NetSuite.com radio to get your free guide called Crushing the Five Barriers to Growth. That's NetSuite.com radio. Dr. Pepper Snapple
6: Group is now filling Des Moines area positions. Dr. Pepper Snapple Group is hiring full-time merchandisers to provide high-quality merchandising support for Dr. Pepper Snapple Group brands to retail stores within an assigned territory. Apply online at dpsg.com careers. That's dpsg.com careers. Or click the link on their website. Join the Dr. Pepper team and receive a $500 sign-on bonus. Wouldn't you like to be a Pepper too? Dr. Pepper Snapple Group, an equal opportunity employer.
1: At the Home Depot, free carpet installation means free carpet installation. And free includes clearing out furniture, ripping out old carpet, hauling it away, even carpeting stairs with no hidden fees. Free installation on carpet $699 or more means free installation. Only at the Home Depot. More saving, more doing. Ballot on carpet priced $1 or more per square foot. Specialty items may be priced separately.
0: If your wiper blades are worn and streaking, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and save $8 instantly on a pair of Trico Force wiper blades. Improve visibility and save money with Trico Force wiper blades. Plus, take advantage of O'Reilly Auto Parts' free wiper blade installation. O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Limit supply. See store for details. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. It's that time of year. The cold weather is here. The Animal Rescue League wants to remind you that unpredictable winter weather can be very dangerous for your animals. And we encourage you to bring them inside this time of year. Animals should not be left in cars and should only be outside long enough to relieve themselves. If you witness a situation where an animal is in danger due to weather conditions, call your local law enforcement or animal control. Des Moines, home for sports, news, and a whole lot more. I'm addicted. Yeah, I listen to you all the time. The Big Talker, 1700.